Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hi, this is Michael, and welcome back to ZorkCast. Today, Jeff B. returns as a guest on the show. He's a casino gaming expert and also the owner of Action Currency. I'll post a link in the show notes. Jeff has also written for Travel Zork on Currency, Wine, and Luxury Hotels. I'll also put some of those links in the show notes. Today, we're going to have a little bit of a chat, which might very well become a two-part episode, about how Jeff got into miles and points, and also opportunity cost, opportunity cost with regard to miles and points, and what really is opportunity cost. So, Jeff, how how did you first start to get interested or inspired to learn more about miles and points? Well, it's all, it all is like incremental. I didn't start off like born out of the womb liking like this stuff, but you would be like gambling and you've got, oh, look, you can go to like a casino tournament where you have to buy in 10,000 to get in the tournament for the slot tournament. Oh, by the way, you could put it on a credit card. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, how can I, how can I get stuff from that? And then all of a sudden, you know, your 2% that you get from whatever Barclay card, you know, that's, that, that's like real money. And you could put that in the calculation of how much you make and all that. And when you're traveling, you know, you've got to pay for your travel anyway. And you may as well get like, basically, I say 2% discount on life you know, minimum. So, and then after you do it, you know, it's like I'm buying stuff on eBay and, you know, you get 2% off of that and you get eBay box and it just, it just adds up to like a decent amount of money. You know, like I told, I told like a friend how eBay bucks worked, you know, and, and how to, and how to work and how to, and how to really work the system. And he said, all of a sudden he's like, he's making more just from the eBay box than he is from the stuff he's selling. It's just pretty funny. But that's mostly, uh, but, but that you're talking uh, pretty much so straight percentage wise cash back. And I think this is where we get a little bit into opportunity cost and, and the talk of earning miles and points and what, you know, points are really worth when you're, when you're not earning necessarily something that's a, ca- like a, ca- something relatable to a cashback, but when you're earning something like membership reward points that you're going to transfer somewhere else. So how would you, how would you, what, how would you define opportunity cost overall? Because I always think that's a very, that's a very good place to start. I, I think opportunity cost is you, you have to look at the difference between what you're doing and the next best option. And you have to be realistic about stuff. So let's say that I can have, uh, I can, you know, I'm, I'm equally happy, you know, flying to Paris or flying to London. And one of them costs, you know, and, and, and one of them costs a hundred dollars less. Well, then you take the hundred dollar less because your opportunity cost instead of going to wonderful, you know, London is going to go to wonderful Paris. It costs a hundred dollars more specific a hundred dollars. Now, you got, you got to, but, but when people look at stuff, you got to say, what am I going to realistically pay? Like, you know, I'm not, I, I can understand like first class stuff. And let's say I was going to buy a plane, to ticket to, to London for, for $600. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of painful in coach. So maybe I'd pay a thousand dollars, you know, in, in first year or in business, at least they did it. But so I personally would value it at a thousand dollars. 
Now, if you now if you took points in the casino in the casino, if the airline said, "Oh, it would cost you three thousand dollars," it takes you know three hundred thousand points. You can't really say, "Well, that's worth three hundred thousand points," because you know what I would give in cash for the ticket would be a thousand, so it's worth a thousand. So a lot of times you have to say, "What would you give in cash? What's your next best thing?" Which is, I guess, not really a great answer to the question, but no, no, but it's a good, it's a, it's a good, it's a good conversational point because one of the awards that I always talk about, which is one of my favorites, is using uh, flying blue for Delta awards to Europe and London. London is a great example there. So from the U.S., because the taxes are so low, a Delta a Delta award using flying blue miles would be sixty two thousand five hundred miles plus about. in taxes. So that's 62,000 miles. So the question there becomes earning that 62,000 miles. Chances are you're not going to be earning them in flying blue. So you're going to be transferring them from Amex. So you have to say, what's the value of 62,500 membership reward points that you're then going to be transferring to Flying Blue to to get that business class ticket, and let's just keep it really simple in this one like okay, this well, whole so one way. Like so, so, so Amex, I always had this guy I knew, and he was seemed to be pretty bright, but he would refuse. He'd really screw up his Amex points. He would take like Home Depot gift cards, and you're like, because you know you can buy those at a discount. You're not even getting a penny a point. Like the worst case scenario, right? Can, are you? I don't know. Are you able to pay off your credit card with them or michael do you know yeah you can amex uh, has a thing with yeah. membership reward points where you can cash cash them and i forget the ratio is really bad but it's called a statement credit option so i think it's literally it, i don't remember what the percentage is but you could take your membership reward points and you can cash them in and use it as a statement credit i could look that up but it's but it's along that kind so, of yeah, line so that's like so that's like your floor right and then now Delta points, Delta has gone down to this revenue-based stuff. So Delta is morally worth about a penny a point. So you could do that if you want to fly Delta. And But then I, I know that, you know, the, so, so you know, I, you put a penny a floor, but then they've got these promotions that come along every once in a while, right? And I think every, you know, a lot of people, they just save up their Amex points for these promotions. And then if they say, hey, we're going to give you like one and a half American miles that are one American miles, you go, well, that's so much above. It's the most I'm going to get for a long time. So you, you cash in. And at that point, you figure that you kind of made a little money by waiting instead of going, not going like that. Well, that's also true. So, yeah. Because that's exactly the kind of thing here, because like the scenario we're talking about here, you need 62,500 flying blue miles. Now say Amex was having a promotion. They had one recently for Avios, for British Airways Executive Club, that was a 40% bonus. So if you ran into a situation where every Amex membership reward, you got a 40, you got a 40% bonus to send it to Flying Blue, then you're, it's actually not going to cost you 62,500 points because it, you know, obviously you can use, but let's just, let's make round figures. Let's pretend Amex has a promotion at 50,000 membership reward points goes to flying blue at 62,500. So now you're using 50,000 Amex points. The question becomes, what would the value, what value would you put on 50,000 Amex points? 1.6 cents, 1.5 cents for membership rewards? I, I think that when you, when you put like a standard, if you just put a value on something, it has to be like your default, like you can get it any day of the week. 
You know what I mean? So if, if, if that's a promotion at, at that point in time, it's with one and a half. But if you don't have anything better, it's just worth a point. But, you know, if you're indifferent between spending like a penny or a point, you can just spend a penny because the point may be worth more unless you need the cash or whatever. I'm but, going um, to I'm going to link to an interesting article. Gary of View from the Wing did a nice overview in April. And in that overview, he gives his valuations and he actually shows his valuations one mile at a time, Ben's valuations and also the point guy's yeah. valuations. And that's a very interesting way to look at it. And and of course, he values things like American Express more highly, which are the currencies. So yeah, yeah. and and his so, valuation so guys, I come up with off the yeah. top of my head, his valuation for American Express membership rewards is one point eight cents. So let's let's stick on that for. Let's and, stick and that's, with that but for, but he's he's assuming that you're gonna like like you're gonna go to this thing that he calls the one point eight cents, and it's an airfare thing. And he's just you know you've got a lot of assumptions in there. Whatever it was that I know that I don't value Amex points nearly as highly as these guys, but I don't take like personal pleasure flights you know, in first class, which is really where all the value is. Well, no, of so, course, because you're I mean, the aspirational redemptions. So going back to the example we're looking at here, which yeah, is sort see, of the like. Aspirational redemptions is an, is an opportunity cost because let's say you've got this great thing that really goes for $2,000 a night, but you can use so many points. Well, how much would you pay in cash for that vacation? And that's really where you have to say what it's worth is what would you pay in cash? And that's, and, and that's you know, what, so, that's so what they do this. Always inflated. Yeah. So at the 1.8 cents, if we had the scenario where we could transfer 50,000 membership rewards to Flying Blue for this, remember this is a one-way ticket, that means that the 50,000 membership reward points, if we used Gary's 1.8 cents, that means that would be $900 for that one-way ticket. And since the taxes are low, the we're looking at about $925 for the one-way ticket. Now, I'm okay with all of that, all of those assumptions. The thing that blows my mind, and we've talked about this many times, many times someone will then look up a one-way fare from Boston or Philadelphia to London. And if you look up a one-way business class ticket in Delta One, you will get a price of something like $9,000. So what someone will say is, look at this. I redeemed my 50,000 points during this promotion, got my 62,500, got my one-way ticket. Look, this cost me, this cost me $925 based on my valuations, but I got $9,000 in value out of that because when I look at the Delta website, it says a one-way ticket from Boston or Philadelphia to London is nine thousand dollars, and that's that's a bad comparison because well, uh, we discussed. You can this. probably even make it worse in the sense that you don't even look at flights. Like let's say you're in Boston, you want to go to Providence. I'm sure you could get some stupid last minute. You get some stupid ticket for a thousand dollars to fly one way from Boston to Providence. But by the time you go to the airport, you do all this. You're up in the air for five minutes. You're down. It's a completely miserable experience. You could have been in an Uber for like thirty bucks or fifty bucks and made it there. So if you use all your points, you go, oh, look at this great thing I got. It's worth a thousand bucks. Or is it worth like a $50 Uber ride where you'd probably be happier? So that's, that's well, the and, way and, that I, and I my, often look at that stuff. See, the way I would value this is in my upper end of spending on a business class ticket. And of course, I want to spend on a ticket and earn points. My upper end would be $2,500 on a round trip ticket to Europe in business class. So if I cut that in half, that's $1,250. So really... 
I'd be willing to spend $1,250 on a business class ticket. So I guess in essence, I'd be willing to say that that redemption is worth, you know, somewhere around $1,250 to me, because obviously there's no way I can quote monetize that redemption and somebody's going to hand me nine thousand dollars for for me redeeming a you know which you can't do but if you could do you know but that's i I think that's an important thing when when bloggers and everybody talks about you know look at this ten thousand dollar airfare i got because it's that's really questionable so we're just about we're out of time right now i got got one quick i got a quick question okay okay yeah hey i know that you fly a lot of this first class stuff would you rather go across at night and be able to sleep or do you value it more if you're during the day and you're able to take care of all the RFP type of stuff when you're doing a first class ticket? What do you care about more sleep or or being pampered? That that's an interesting one. Oh. I, I've I've taken. I, I, that's another nine minutes. Huh? Yeah, let's. You know what? Let's start with that in the next episode. So that's all we have time for right now. Until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at travelzork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at travelzork and facebook.com/travelzork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on Zorkcast. Until next time, good luck.